Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gents. I am one of your hosts, Tiffany E, and I have the other two with me, Alexis and Nicole. Say hi. Hi. Hey. Just, yeah. just the way you said that, Tiff, <laughs> you're just like, ah, oh, shit, not this again. <laughs> Look, I'm tired, okay? I've been cooking and cleaning and trying to get shit going. I'm, I'm sleepy, but I'm going to do it. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> we're gonna briefly cover Raw and SmackDown because it was they were both good shows, I'm not gonna lie, but there isn't much to them. So we're just gonna go over the high points of each show and we're gonna talk start with Monday Night Raw. So on Raw, Delina Vega and her stable got a pretty big showing on that show. For the most part, they were a big piece of Monday Night Raw. Each competitor that she has in her stable had a match, and after every match, they attacked their opponents. And Zelina Vega also came out in the opening to talk to Drew McIntyre to set up the match for Andrade versus Drew McIntyre. Kind of a revisiting of Andrade versus McIntyre from NXT. If you haven't seen that rivalry, I guess you could call it, you should go back to the WWE Network and watch it. I'm sure it's up there. It was a yes. pretty decent rivalry. I like it. So, what did you guys think of Zelina Vega getting that spot, her stable being set up, and Austin Theory permanently being put on Monday Night Raw? So, are we confirmed about Austin being... Yeah, that's what... I don't want to say yes. Yeah. So that's weird. I'm going to look on the, the... You go ahead and talk, Alexis. I'm going to look on the site. As much, as much shit as I give Zelina, I think, like, just been sitting back and watching some old tapes, we... I think part of, part of what's missing from wrestling now is really good female managers. Um, I do... Like, again, I said last week, I'm happy that she is being shown more wrestling. Um because she really, from what I have seen, she was actually a really good wrestler. Um, and I don't think she's been wrestling since since Evolution, right? Or I could be wrong. I'm not, mm, I'm she's not sure. Had a couple, she's, like, she's had some spotty matches. Like, she'll have one or two. Mm. That's about it. She hasn't really had a lot of matches. Like, Lana's wrestled more than she has. That's a damn shame. Um, anyway. It is. <laughs> Um, I, I thought it was pretty cool. I do like seeing, um, what's the polite way of saying this? Um, I do like seeing more flavor being added to Monday Night Raw now. It was getting kind of a little white bread for me, if you get my drift. Um, oh, oh I'm saying it's unseasoned. <laughs> it wasn't seasoned. Like, you know, okay. Like, you know, you you could put a little bit more than like maybe some pepper, some garlic salt, some red pepper flakes, some cayenne. You know, mix it up a little bit, put some sriracha in there, you'd be good. Damn it, now I want sriracha. Um, and I just I liked it. Um, pretty much. Um, I like I like what they're going. I like what they're doing because there really has been no good heel stables lately. Um, I do get tired of beatdowns real fucking quick. So that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Um, I, 
I still can't understand the pull for Angel Garza. I'm sorry if people like him. He's just not impressing me. Um, Austin Theory is growing on me. I do see him becoming like one of the next big things. And I hope to see really great things from him. And if Andrade can stop getting injured or getting in trouble, he should he could probably be good for the United States title because who else is gonna they're gonna fucking do that with right now. So um I'm just, just happy to see all of them. i just happy to see all of them, honestly, because right now Andrade is probably the only person. I mean, we, we've told, I think it was Nicole last week. She's like, just throw it away. Just throw the damn title away and start over from scratch. Um, yeah, but, she did. She did. You know, but at least, with, at least with Andrade, like at WrestleMania, yeah, we know he was injured, but you could still feel like his presence wasn't there. Like, where's the United States title at? Like, if he wasn't injured or out or whatever he would have probably put on a great ass match um i got no complaints about it honestly i mean i'm not a heel faction girl but we have been really missing some good heel factions so especially when you have like a bitch like zelina leading the charge yeah like i want to see her and bianca go at it more like make it don't make it too personal to the point where you're going to take me off of it but like just have them go at each other. And I would be okay with it, to be honest with you. That's just me, though. What about um, you, Nicole? You ready? Yeah, no, I'm on the site. And he's not listed. I also think that they're updating this because they still have Kat, um, Kathy Kelly as a current. And they've updated mm-hmm. their alumni. Like, Aiden English is on here. Um, uh, he's the only person I bother. Oh, Deanna's on here. So, and Drake Maverick's on here. Oh, that's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, EC3 is on here. That's not so sad. Eden. So funny. No. And I love, it's funny how there's <laughs> literally no info. Oh, no, there's info for her. Um, but yeah, I don't know if they're adjusting him. Because Angel Garza is still listed as NXT 205. Mm. He's he's um said at set as NXT, but his but he has a purple background of 205 Live. Yeah, because then do 205 I... NXT merge or no? It's like um the cruiserweight title is an NXT belt. So, the, but they have 205 Live, so you can kind of fluctuate between the shows, and you can work both shows. You don't have to be stuck on 205 Live. That's I think they did it to kind of draw people into 205 Live through NXT. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah a lot of people yeah. don't watch it, but it's yeah. actually, it, people don't watch it, but it's actually pretty fun to watch. I like watching it. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, um, but back to my point. Um, I also I think they're they're updating this site though. But um, I love heel. I always again. I I'm another person who gives Zelina shit, but I think she does have a bright future ahead of her as a manager. And I also think it's beneficial that she's at Raw, so Paul Heyman could guide her. And give her advice and elevate her game a bit more. So I'm glad that she's 
she has she's where she should be at to help excel her craft pretty much okay. but um as uh so that's how i view it also as basically just as a faction i think it's really cool um that's something Andrade's been wanting to do for a while. Um, so okay. that's why, that's one of the reasons why Phantasma's there. Um, and that's why he was pushing so hard to get Rush, who's at, who's currently at Ring of Honor, to go to WWE once his contract is up. So mm. he can, so he can basically make, uh, WWE version of Los. I never can say this freaking word. And mobile. You guys, people who are listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. So Los, <laughs> Los whatever, is um, a faction that was started by um, Andrade himself, actually, which a lot of people kind of bypass by or don't realize or forget about. That's like the same thing with like. Um, not really Finn with Bullet Club. People do that with AJ and Carl because people make the mistake um, that AJ was the leader of Bullet Club and he wasn't. It was actually Carl Anderson. So Mm -hmm. it's like one of those things. But yeah, so he kind of made up that faction and it's very popular and... Um, very popular, obviously, in New Japan right now, so I think he's just wanting to bring that to the E, and regardless, like, I'm not too hot on Angel Garza myself, I don't mind him, but he's, but he's just someone like, I'm like, eh, okay, he's there, and I see why he's so over, and I don't mind it, I think she picked the right people, because he picked... Andrade, he's the quote-unquote champion, and he's like the leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have Angel, who's like the fa- the the face, like the pretty boy, like he's the one who gets all the girls yeah. and girls and guys and whoever to pay attention. <laughs> and then Austin, and Austin is this young buck that they're molding. And then Zelina is the mastermind slash the mouthpiece for all of them. So right. I think it's very, very smart. And if they want to do that, they got to book them strong. And I hate to say it, like, and I hate when people kind of run through that, but that's how people took Undisputed Era seriously. Mm-hmm. And... That's what they got to do. Like, no offense to your faves, but they got to run through some people. Yeah, I just don't, um, take, the, don't take the titles off the street. Just yeah, no, the, no, I'm, I'm not saying, like, taking titles and stuff. They just have to look dominant. You can be dominant without a title. And that's another thing people don't realize. That I don't want mm-hmm. them winning tag titles or nothing, but I do want them to look dominant. I don't have a problem with the faction. Um, I don't like them, so that's a good sign in my book. The way I view it is if I can detest you, then you're doing your fucking job. Um, And I don't hate them as people. I detest their characters. Their characters are horrible people. I'm sorry. They're they're terrible. 
and I don't like them. But I cannot deny that they all are extremely talented men, and Zelina is very good at what she does. Her job is to get underneath your skin and make you want somebody to ask. And she does, she does what she's supposed to do. Because it was very satisfying when Bianca whooped her ass. I'm sorry, it just was. So I'm fine with it. Um, I didn't like it Monday when she was out there and it was a bunch and they kept beating up people and I'm like, I really hate y'all. Good job. Y'all doing a good job. <laughs> You're doing a good job. So I'm fine with it. Um, what else happened? The money in the bank qualifying matches. So um Asta qualified, Shayna qualified, and Nia Jax qualified. I feel bad for Deanna and Sarah because that was their final match, and I felt so bad for them. Uh, yeah, we're going to get into the WWE releases. They're very I, I know. Field. I promise we're going to get into it. Um, Ew, every person that went so over... <laughs> Every person that went over on their opponent were very dominant, with the exception of Asuka. She was dominant, but not to the extent of what Shayna and Nia Jax were. Um, I felt like that was not a fair matchup for Kyrie Sane to go up against Nia. Um, no, because you already knew she was going to lose. All of them, except for Asuka like and Ruby match, you knew who was going to win, so that's why I didn't like them. Right. You know what? I, I just didn't like it. I, I was. I was kind of excited. Oh no, I, I was just kind of excited because I was like, oh shit, two of my faves are going at it. Because when that happens, you know, you get excited. And you know, am I a little steamed that they didn't put Ruby in there? Yeah, but at the same time, Ruby just came back after being gone for about what half a year. So she's got to... For her shoulders? Yeah, both shoulders. Yeah. So I I understand they... I'm starting to understand long-term booking. It only took me 20-some-odd years. But um, I understand they need to rebuild her character up before they can have her run for the title again. Like, let her have her feud with Liv. And then when that's all said and done, she can move on to the next person, and then she can slowly start reclaiming her way back up. Well, and that's like the thing is, they let Naya go in, and Naya just had knee surgery on both oh, her knees. Oh, you know, you know, Naya loves calling, calling shots, but you know, nepotism is a thing. Hmm. And she, she does love, love feeding on that, so. She ain't gonna win. I, I don't like it. I she ain't, no, she ain't gonna get that briefcase. Like, no, not over Asuka, but I felt like Ruby should have been in that match. Yeah. And they could have switched that around so Ruby was going up against somebody else. And I I just don't like it. That, that's that the is. best way I can explain it. Uh, understandable. Well, and Sarah's match year. with Shayna was just—I mean, Shayna brutalized that poor girl. Oh, poor Sarah. God. And then 
It was so bad. And I'm like, damn, like y'all didn't even give her a chance. Why you put her in? What? And she was acting her ass off. I was like, yeah, she better sell. Like she yeah, she you know, <laughs> over because like here's Sarah Logan, you know, Viking wife. She cries pretty much. And I never she heard was, her and she was like screaming. She was, like, yeah. she was scared to get into the ring with her. Yeah. Like, Damn. Yeah. Sarah is We'll talk about Sarah when that comes up, but people people didn't appreciate Sarah. I was one of them. Yeah, me too. Mm, I'm but I'm not gonna change what I said. I stand by what I said. Oh no, me either. I feel like Sarah. Sarah, if Sarah, when Sarah come back, because I do think Sarah will be back at some point, she got to find another way to make herself stand out, so she is not able to be in these positions that she's in, but we're going we gonna to get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, mm-hmm. so the last piece of, of Raw that I, that would bears any type of conversation is the Drew, Mc, Drew McIntyre's match with Andrade. Which was very good, by the way. Mm-hmm. The end, though, is where things mm, is where things got a little uh, churchy. It's <clears> not <throat> even been a fucking what? I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, why is he already? Why the fuck is he already back going for the title? Like, oh, you the, know. Okay, okay, okay. We're sick of you. Go okay. the fuck home. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, you have okay. So let me explain it because some people who were listening may not have seen it. Now, Drew McIntyre was going up against Andrade. He beat Andrade. Andrade leaves. Angel Garza and them try to attack, and he, I guess, he low blow Drew. I couldn't see exactly what he did, but Seth comes running down there and hits him with a curb stomp twice. Now. Everybody, of course, is like, okay, now Seth is going to be going up against Drew McIntyre. And everybody's assuming that Seth is going to get the title at Money in the Bank. He ain't. Which would then lead to Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens Part 2. And I don't want that to happen. I'm sorry. That's not not what I signed up for when y'all put Drew as champion. Um, I do know why they're putting him up against Drew. He's he's a credible. There's my point. He is he's the guy that's gonna help Drew get over. You don't put him up against a face like KO. KO did have momentum. He still has it, but you would have to turn one of them. And you just got Drew over. Who else is he going to go up against? That's ready for that type of match. And yes, I am sick of... He's not going to win, though. He's not. He's not going to beat Drew. He's not going to beat Drew because they're... it's going to cause too much chaos already. People already don't like Seth Rollins. And even though, yeah, it's good heat, as Vince would say, oh, that's good shit. Some good shit ain't all good shit. So I think you should keep going with Drew McIntyre as it is and let him work his way up and then have somebody else dethrone him. Because right now you don't have a credible enough heel in anybody else other than Seth Rollins. 
And that don't that's mean going back being back Brock either. Like leave Brock's ass at home for a while. Brock ain't traveling. They had a pull tee for him to show up to his shows. He did not. He did not want to travel during all this. Brock is sitting at home until this is cleared. He and Roman Reigns are sitting at home till this is cleared. And I don't. And in Roman Reigns' defense, I can understand why. Yeah. Not only is he immune, you know, his immuno um, system is not great, but he just had two twins. His wife was pregnant. Again. Yeah, and also, Another- I give Brock a lot of shit, but Brock was really upset that everyone had to travel during this. You could see it in his face, because, like, yeah. you know how usually he does that I don't want to be here look, but you could tell, yeah. like, he really didn't want to fucking be there, because, yeah, we we give Brock tons of shit here, but at the end of the day, he's hey, a I'm husband a and, a, and a father, and he was worried, and I know he's like everyone else, if he's gonna, you know, bring, accidentally bring this home to his family, especially after the shit that happened with The Miz, which I'm still surprised the Usos didn't beat his ass for. But, yeah. I honestly think that was a rumor. Yeah, and then Brock was pissed that they were running shows. Oh, so he was yeah, one of the guys that about. were like, he was, yeah, he's uh, mad that he was, uh, he wasn't just mad that he had to go. He was mad that they were running shows, period. He was everybody. pissed about it. Yeah, he used to mm-hmm. feel like they should shut down. But like, Uso's being mad at me, I, I, I don't, I don't see that happening because they won't let you in the building if you got a fever. So if Miz showed up, he wouldn't have even been in there. He never would have set foot in that building. Because they got that tight protocol. You can't get in there. And you that's, like, that's how Dana got sent home. Ray Mysterio. Oh, I just, for once, me and Brock Lesnar can actually agree on something. And I never thought I'd say that out loud. Yeah, no, he was not playing. He was probably cussing <laughs> Vince out and everything. Enough people don't get. <clears throat> God, I can't speak. Yeah, you said that. Um, you said that last week or sometime. I like, say that all the time, and yeah. I'll talk more about it. My my complicate my complicated feelings about Vince, but it's true. At the end of the day, no one fights him like they did back in the day because they all respect them, which they should to a certain extent, business wise, and and to a certain extent, keyword certain extent. But mm-hmm. when he's wrong, he's wrong, and ain't nobody back there. I love Roman. Yes, he is like legitimately one of the locker room leaders, but uh, Roman's too nice about it. Like he'll tell, like, he'll be like, "Okay, this isn't right," but he's too nice about it. Like he needs to be like, like Taker and Bret Hart. Like someone smack him around a little bit, and they're like, "Oh, you Vince is old. I don't hit him hard. Like don't hit, like don't use rolling stones. You gotta smack around a little. If you feel bad about it, smack Shane." <laughs> he does that glitch. You smack Shane, he starts sweating. He's got that glandular problem. I Like if you feel that bad about smacking Vince, smack smack Shane. Be like, that's that was for you, dude. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't go about your business. That's why I said it's like, that's the problem. No, unless it's a girl. 
I better not yeah. hear no man trying to hit stuff. I'll fight somebody. Oh, you know, Hunter would knock him <laughs> the fuck out. Like, let's be for real, for real here. If his knees can make it that far. Damn. Nah, shit. Anyway, Raw was good. Um, SmackDown, Queen Sonya. That fuck Sonya. I would never expect Sonya to do that good of a promo. I didn't either. Cause I thought she was trash on the mic for the longest time. <laughs> so, like, I. I didn't. I kind of faded in and out of SmackDown. So did she just I'm do like, it because yeah. she wanted to get she wanted to get back at Mandy for being the center of attention? Yeah. Um, not center of they, attention. It was for not paying attention to Fire and Desire. So it was like we were on the fast track to be something as fire and desire and here you go i already was playing second fiddle to you and this thing with otis was the last straw for her so it was like a combination of all of that it was you think you're better than the team you're not better than me in the ring just because you're pretty that's the only reason why you're here she basically told her she was built in a lab which i was like bitch Lying. I, that was some hardcore shit. And then she was just like, You're not the fighter. I'm the fighter. I'm the star. You're nothing but a pretty face. That's basically where she was at. And this whole thing with Otis just made her snap. But I'm like, Okay, let's just go strictly story. All right. I got my own personal feelings about Mandy because that bitch do some tre- did some treacherous shit. All right, mm-hmm. but she supposed to be your friend. Sonya supposed to be your girl. Why you ain't just tell your friend like, bitch? Why the fuck they keep blinding my face out every time you come out here? We supposed to be fire and desire. They put the fire and desire up on the damn tagging tron, but. But, bitch, they don't see me. They only see the desire when I come out here. What's going on? Like, you gonna have to do something about that. I'd be pushing her ass out of the way. Stop shading me. Like, why you ain't just talk to your friend? Why you have to go through all of this? Deleting text messages. Making, I couldn't, the part I did understand, because she a treacherous bitch, is the part where she made it look like Mandy was just trying to fuck with Otis. I understand that. But you ain't, so, she supposed to be your girl. Like, you ain't got no loyalty, bruh. So where does Dolph, I, like I said, I couldn't, but where does Dolph fit in at? Why was well, she Dolph, doing that? Dolph, she's, they're just her friends. They're just real cool. And her, her, her thing was getting Otis out the way and pushing her towards Dolph because just her thing was like, okay, Dolph has been here for forever. He can help elevate us more as a team. So she played Mandy, she played Otis, and she technically played Dolph as well. Not really, because I think Dolph knew what the deal was. Yeah, no, Dolph knew what it was because they were like, hey, look, like, I respect you. I think you can help us. It was like not, it wasn't nothing sneaky. She's the only person that she wasn't, that he wasn't, that she wasn't sneaky with. But why, did, but why did he come out there like, 
coming back, we'll fix this, blah, blah, blah. Like, why was he Because he like, didn't, because he actually he didn't actually want the confrontation. Like he thought that Sonya was, like, just going to talk to her and try to mend their friendship, not go off on her and try to hit her. So uh, that's why he, uh, like, right. came out and was like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't, like, what we were talking about. That's why he came out. Oh, okay, because I was drinking during SmackDown at that point. So my brain was a little fuzzy. Yeah, no, he was he was just kind of like Sonya, what are you doing? Like this is not this is not what we talked about. This, this isn't is what, not we, what were we were supposed gonna to be do. doing. Yeah, and he was like, and you're supposed to be friends. He was like, what is this? Right. That was not a part of their discussion, because clearly when you see what the hackers show, it was Sonya telling him, look. You'll get what you want, and I'll get what I want. So if there was a tit-for-tat situation here, obviously mm-hmm. Dolph was supposed to elevate them in some kind of way or give them something, and Sonya was like, you get Mandy. So she basically picked out her friend. Like That's what I was about to say. Like, Did she just sell her friend to a dude? Yeah, which shows, yeah. like, which in retrospect mm-hmm. shows how she thinks about her, if you think about it, even though... You know, like, when you have those friends who aren't, like, good friends, but you, like, Mm -hmm. and they do sneak, they do, like, sneak stuff to you, you don't realize it, sort of, or it's just kind of, like, undercover. That's, like, what that was. So here's what I'm going to need Mandy to do. I'm going to need her to come out on Friday, and I want her Mm -hmm. to shoot, I want her to shoot back at Sonya. I'm going to be like, I want her to be like, well, you know, now you have a problem with it, but you didn't say, like what Tiff said, you didn't have a problem when you were being seen on TV. You didn't have a problem when we were getting matches. You only had a problem when I had, when someone was showing me something and you got, because remember they were always teasing that lesbian love triangle, which I'm glad they never went with, or not triangle, but. Mm. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, that relationship I, angle. Yeah. I think also that shows like how comfortable like Mandy is in her friendship with Sonya that she would do that for her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think Sonya's girlfriend kind of fucked that up for them. No, well she, no, she did. She, she messed it up. And then um, when we talk about the releases, another thing messed it up. So there's two things that kind of messed up that whole thing. I think, they, if they were going to do it, I think they would be a little bit more open to the times because back in the early 2000s, everybody was just trash and um, they treated it like, you know, Mickey James were doing it to people. It was a joke, but I think they would be a lot more sensitive to it. But I don't know. I don't like Sonya's girlfriend because, like, if I went if I went up to my husband, just say this, and he was on the business, hey, hey, so they want me to get in this this storyline tell him what the storyline is and if he says no i'm like well you're not my boss and i have to do this unless she don't want to pay rent you're not my real dad (laughs) you're like you're not my supervisor (laughs) i um i it's not gonna work out the way you want sonya easily is 10 times better on the microphone than Mandy is and if Mandy don't get her shit together like if I was her 
the first thing I would have done was um, went to one of those vets in the back that's really good on the microphone, like the Usos, um, the Miz, the Miz and Maurice. You need to be talking to fucking Maurice, okay? Yeah, that's yes. the girl she knew how you to need to be people. talking to. Mm-hmm. She's the one. Because the only way you're going to come out of this where people are going to be on your side is you're going to have to tear Sonya's ass a new one. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is you're going to have to do it on the microphone. Now, you ain't got the excuse about being in front of a crowd and being nervous because ain't nobody out there. It's just you and her, the two announcers, and the microphone people. Okay? That's it. You know what? So you That's don't have no idea. choice. You know what? Marie you don't have her flowers. I low-key want to do an episode about her. Yeah. Because Maurice literally does not get her flowers. And also that clip that I I put in a chat about um, Naya was like, oh, have you ever been in a gauntlet match? Or something stupid like that. You know what a gauntlet match is. And Maurice was like, I've been here for 12 years. Yeah. How this? Like, oh, oh, that pissed me off. So disrespectful. Maurice is that. And at first, I thought she was just asking, but then after thinking, after watching it again and looking at what she said, I was like, you know damn well she she. Why would you ask her that? Like Maurice, Maurice was a wrestling fan before she went into the diva contest. I didn't know about that, but like WWE posted a clip about it. She was a wrestling fan. The camera actually literally landed on her because of how pretty she looked. And then, like, the next year she was in the Divas the divas contest, she didn't win, but she had, like, that magnetism and attractiveness that they signed her. And I didn't like her at first, but you know what? She, she, worked, she worked her way up. She learned. She trained. Um, she trained. She adapted. And, yeah. you know, she, fuck, like, I still want to come back. Talk on the mic. She was, I, I think she was a very good heel. She was very good at what she did. I don't take anything from her. And y'all know I don't give a shit about the Divas era. I'm going to be honest. I didn't like it. I didn't okay. care for it. But there were certain women who operated in that era who tried. They tried so hard to make it worthwhile to watch and to make it something to be coveted. They did. They did the best they could under the circumstances. So I don't take anything away from the women. It's just that I just, it, it was, it was it was pampered and cloaked in this I need the 18 to 35 male demographic bullshit to the point where it made a lot of women not want to watch the women wrestle it just we didn't care but I liked Maurice she made you pay attention like you were like okay I need somebody to get this title off this bitch like somebody gotta do something and when she she was good so and when she one you got pissed because oh. you're like oh fuck i was so mad like god yeah. damn y'all can't beat this bitch so um honestly she could talk to alexa alexa's mm-hmm. back there alexa alexa's a smackdown girl that she needs to talk to alexa because alexa regardless how and i'm starting to like her a little bit more now she yeah. kills somebebody on the mic she does she does every time she kill someone on the mic especially and anyone that can reverse a what chant so effort effort effortlessly that was cool when she did that yeah i'm like okay and no i don't like you i like that 
I don't think crowds have done it since. Like when they when she did that, they were quiet for the rest of the fucking yeah. night. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, shut your mouth. What can you, you say? I, Period. I'm just going to say I just, I, The only reason why I... The, I don't mean to cut you off, Alexis, but the only reason why I suggest Maurice is because... is <laughs> because she she and, and Mandy have a similar look in terms of the hair and the way that they... The way they bring Mandy in, Mandy is your vixen. She's your sex symbol she's the one that are gonna have garner the guys to look okay and maurice was one of those girls the difference is that what mandy's limited in a lot of areas but she has a little bit more wrestling prowess than and maurice did Mm-hmm. But Mandy's problem is her mic skills. They're they're horrible. And I it's not that she's bad because she's a heel. When she was a heel, that that was not the issue. It was just she had bad mic skills. She's terrible. Mm-hmm. Maurice was speaking English. It was very heavily heavy in her accent, but you could understand what she was saying, and she was shading the fuck out of people, okay? I I don't mind her talking to Alexa either because I think that Bliss is probably going to give you, going to kind of help guide you into your, you got to have a mean streak, but you got to be able to do it so that people, people will believe it. Like Mm -hmm. right now, Bailey and Sasha, they got a mean streak, but it's it's more of an annoyance than it is useful. Mm -hmm. So, and when, and I think another person she could talk to back there is Lacey. Lacey may not be great in the ring, but Lacey has a way of being able to swing her vernacular. She is good on the microphone. And she know how to shade a bitch, too. She might be a southern belle, but she coming at your neck. Mm-hmm. That's she got to talk to somebody. She got to talk to somebody. I, I, Sonya yeah. going to eat her alive. I, like, do, like, I think what people need to do, like, if you're, like, in quarantine and you're a wrestler and you're not strong on your promo skills, practice in your shower. I mean, if you're that nervous, practice in your shower. Hell, I'm not even a wrestler and I cut promos in my shower. Like, um. You know um, what I would do? I would go live with my I kill someone in a promo. Nicole would. See, Mandy needs to learn from Nicole because Nicole can read a bitch, but she'll do it in a way that you won't realize it till you go back and go, God damn, she just came for me. Like, how did I not fucking know that? I will consult you, Mandy. Just send me $80. Actually, no, you've got money. You still got a job. You can send me $200 on Cash App. Um. Me and a good sis, Maurice, will also help you out. Um, mm-hmm. She'll just get the nannies so they can watch the kids for a bit. Or you know what? Miz ain't doing nothing. He can watch the kids. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I don't know, but she she needs to she needs to come out swinging. Like if like I don't know, she needs to come out and be like, well, you know what? You were okay with it. You never said anything to me about it. But you know, like. Oh, you know where she really need to hit her, but I don't think I don't know if Sonya would let this because her girlfriend's sensitive. 
If this is what I think mm-hmm. it is, it's what I was thinking too. Yep. I would have been like, I want to hear it. I want. I'd have been like, so why is your girlfriend literally a generic copy of me? Since I'm, uh, since I'm literally a buildo. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's a little bit harsher than what I was gonna say, but damn, that hits too. But it's true though. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to go for the jugular, that's the way to do it. She got to go for her neck. It's too, it's too late. I go for her neck. I would have made oh words God, better so it's more PG. But that's she has to say a few more things, and she mainly has to hit that because that's that'll stop her for a minute. That fucking bomb, like right there. Ooh, ooh, that's dirty. But I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I probably would oh say I go about my business and leave. Yeah. 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 Just drop the bike. Oh, I hate it. I hate the Young Bucks and Bullet Club. Oh, God. Don't, Make don't me even sick. look at it. Okay. Don't start. Don't start. <laughs> Now, in the beginning of SmackDown, Bray Wyatt had a, um, he was on the moment of bliss with, um, bliss and, and cross. I, I hate Strowman. that talk show, so I didn't want Well, yeah, sorry. Braun Strowman was on the show. And he was, he talked or whatever. I didn't see it. I don't, I don't care. The end was the part that really got to me. Bray Wyatt pretty much sent Braun a package and it was his old, black sheep mask and Braun Strowman started twitching and shit I'm like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> I mean I, I like, liked it are you and he, I, then all of a sudden you hear Bray Wyatt laughing I'm like damn you fucking with him that's fucked up <laughs> you have to do something like that that reminded me so oh. much of old, of old school Bray where it's just like I created you and now I can destroy you. Like I like that. Now Braun like, is not going up against the fiend. He's going up against Bray Wyatt. So Bray Wyatt's coming out there dressed like that pseudo Mr. Rogers, the same way he went up against the Miz last year. Damn. But so that this is not storyline was more fire though. That Miz storyline was fine. It was. They should have continued. It was. Honestly, yeah, they should have went because that was, because it was just so weird how good it was. Yeah. Yeah, and they really sold it. They really, they really did. They was, but that's, that's what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Now. Baby crying on cue and everything. That baby, damn. Yeah. I can't even tell Harley not to talk I about it. <laughs> I'm like, someone get that baby now. out the house. Yeah. <laughs> it scared the shit out of her. You'd have been scared too, sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they pinched been like, her. You know what? I, don't. I was like, I don't like babies, but I don't think this baby should be in the house with y'all, so I'm just going to pick up the baby. <laughs> okay. Yeah, pretty I'll take much. Care for a while. 
Now they did have some money in the bank qualifying matches. Oh. So um Naomi went up against um <laughs> Dana Brooke. And Dana Brooke went over on Naomi. Dana Brooke qualified for the money in the bank ladder match. That was a big point of contingency on Twitter and Instagram. I just was shocked that it happened. I was sure Naomi was going to be in that match. To me, that is a a good selling point for the Money in the Bank match was to put Naomi in that match. But as of right now, she is not in it. Dana Brooke is. You know, Dana, Um, I'm I'm always asking for Dana to, to get exposure, but not on Naomi. (laughs) like well to be fair like I said about Sasha because people got upset that Sasha got beat by Tamina but the reality of it is they can't win all the time and sometimes Uh the other girls and guys need an opportunity so what better way to go over on some of your top stars and that shows that they're willing to help build other superstars they're not just trying to be selfish and work on their own careers, which is dope, you know? So, as far as that goes, it's a little disheartening, but I'm curious to see what Dana gonna do. We gonna, we gonna see, I guess. <laughs> now, the, the, the last thing that was just pretty much storyline was after... Sonya and Mandy had their little tit for tat. Ali or the hacker. I think it's Ali. I don't care what anybody says. It's some Ali. people are saying Ali. some people are trying to say it's the iconics. I said, ooh, that's a little too sophisticated for them. God, I love uh, them, but yeah. they're they're not too <laughs> damn icon. This is the only time I've ever <laughs> found Kenny Omega attractive in my entire life. Oh god, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically what he did was everybody that was friends or tag team on SmackDown currently were in this little promo video, and he basically alluded to revealing another truth. So, who was in the video? The Uday. Usos, Uday, Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. And who else? Is there somebody else? I think that I just remember seeing Sasha and Bailey and go because I saw New Day. I was like, first of all, I saw Usos. I'm like, nah, Usos aren't breaking up. Then I saw New Day. No. I'm like, Ooh, okay. And then when they showed Sasha and Bailey, I was like, here we go. Here we oh, go. Oh God. <laughs> no, no I got into a show. big old argument with people about this, but they was like, well, I don't want that to happen. They need to let them go heel for heel if they um, decide to split them up as friends. What y'all think? Do y'all think if this is about Sasha and Bailey, that it should be heel versus heel? I miss, because not every match has to be a bad guy versus good guy. It can be face versus face or heel versus heel. Um, I think it's going to be about Sasha and Bailey, and I think it's going to be where Bailey is going to come off as the sympathetic heel, if that makes any sense. 
Thank you, Brian Zane from Wrestling with Regret for coining that phrase. Where it's going to be like, well, it's going to be like, you know, I think it could work out either way because, you know, one of them is going to be sympathetic because you're going to have like either Bailey. It could work for either Bailey or Sasha where the other one's just like, yeah, I'm only keep like, especially for Bailey. Like if they catch her saying, yeah, I'm only keeping Sasha around so she can help my title reign be longer, blah, blah, blah. I really don't care about her. You know, she, you know, who, who ate the pin at Mania last year? Was it mm-hmm. Bailey or Sasha? Bailey. Okay. Why do I remember that? Okay. Why do I remember that? So quickly. I don't know. It's a wealth of knowledge. I don't. Like with Bailey, you would just be like, I'm only keeping Sasha around with my title. I know she's not going to do shit because she wants to be in the, she wants to have the title, but she doesn't want to defend it because she knows she'll lose it. And then on Sasha's side, it would be like, Look, I'm only around here because Bailey can't keep the belt herself, and I'm the only reason why she's been champion for so long. Since, or you know, like you know, however she'll spin it. I think one way or another, one of them's gonna be the sympathetic heel, and the other one's just gonna be like the heel heel. But I think it's gonna be an anti-hero versus heel situation. That's what I think. Um, because if you go and you're not going full face and you can kind of be like Rand, the way Randy Orton is when he's a face, Randy's never really a baby face, you know? So if you're going to do this, Bailey needs to be the one to turn on Sasha, not the other way around. We've already seen Sasha turn on Bailey. We already know what that looks like. We already are aware of that. Now you need to make Bailey be a credible heel. And that's the best way to do it. Make Sasha the anti-hero. She can always fluctuate the same way Becky did. Becky was fluctuating between being a heel and a face for a whole year. So I mean it's plausible. I but I would rather somebody I need somebody to root for. If I don't have nobody to root for, then I don't have no reason to watch it in my book. I'm, well, I'll play devil's advocate because I'm different on that aspect. I don't, it doesn't necessarily bother me if it's face versus face or heel versus heel, as long as there is a good story behind it. Like when Natty and Becky had their matches, they were both faces. You never mm-hmm. made Natty and heel. They never made Becky a heel. Becky was just just being how she normally was. But they told the story. She was like, it was basically like, I respect you. I don't think you're. And then also Natty and earn her spot. And she was like, I re- I respect you to a certain extent, but you're not better than me. And they were basically built off of that. You don't necessarily. So that's just my opinion. I think of the storytelling is sophisticated enough and well enough like I don't necessarily need like a heel or a face or a fate like that doesn't really matter to me as long as the story does what it's supposed to do because you can have two heels and have a good story it doesn't to me that doesn't matter right now I just thought of something because for a while if you if you watch the clips of it there's very subtle hints about Kofi uh, like when I told you guys, like the after he lost to Brock, and he's there, someone says something to him, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm fine," and he squeezes the pancake, like you know, super pissed off. 
I was thinking maybe it was New Day because Woods. I mean, is how long? How much longer until Woods is back? Has it I been think he still has yet? a little he's bit. He's not coming back till next. Damn. He's not coming back till next. Well, the pop he's gonna get. Damn. Um. But then they won the titles off the Usos, and then I'm like, well, maybe it's gonna be the Usos because they're pissed off at each other, but. I think more than likely it's going to be Bailey and Sasha. The smart thing to do would be Bailey and Sasha. I don't think splitting New Day up is the best idea. <clears throat> I know a lot of people want that, but they're going to get bored with that very easily. They're already bored with the New Day. I think they just need to pull New Day back a little bit and not let them always be in title contingency. You can have... We say this all the time. You can have rivalries that don't involve a belt all the time. And the New Day are good examples of actually having a rivalry without the title. Um, And it doesn't have to always be up against the Usos either because people are tired of that. Um, I necessarily don't need them to be split up for them to be great. I feel like Big E could still be a potential champion and if they decide to split them up, then Biggie needs to be going for a title for that. Like there needs to be an end game for the split. I don't want you to split these guys up and then they go back to where they were because before they were New Day, they were on the verge of being released too. Right. Because I, I I watched that clip where Xavier was the one who brought all three of them together. Right. Yeah, because they hadn't anything. Yeah, they hadn't done anything with Xavier after he and Brodus Clay were pulled apart. They hadn't done anything with Kofi in a while, and Big E was just in limbo. You know, he would show up every now and then, and they were like, if we band together, we can come up with something that would make us, you know, undeniable, where we would have to be kept. Mm -hmm. And they came up with this, and it worked. So... They I don't think they would split them up. But New Day don't want to be split up. No, and they make them a lot of money. In merchandise sales, in on that Up Up Down Down show with Xavier. That's a part of WWE now. So And also appearances and yeah. meet and greets mm-hmm. and access and literally everything. Xavier, yes, Xavier work a lot outside of the ring. He do a lot of those E3s, those, um, they do the Comic-Cons. He will go anyway, but he gets I, to go and kind of be on the inside of it. I like, that's how they it. had that, um, he was there, that Rocket, what was it, that Rocket game they was playing? They had a tournament for that shit. He was there oh, for Rocket that. Parker, he was hosting so it, I think. He was just yeah. on, he was on TV, what, not on TV, he was doing like a, um, what was he doing? He was doing like a Zoom thing with um, Neil deGrasse Tyson and a couple other people like mm-hmm. recent, like a few days ago. I think it was like him and like he was like um, interviewing like black scientists or something like that. Yeah. 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 It was pretty cool. I watched that. That was pretty cool. I love his cosplays though. No. That boy goes all fucking out on his cosplays. And I'm like, Xavier. For him. That's his, his best rad. friend. He makes them for him. Like he said once, he was supposed to go as somebody. 
I can't remember. And his friend called him to ask him, like, what he wanted his costume, what did he want on it, and Xavier never called him back. So <laughs> the dude literally gave him, like, a leopard thong or something like that. And that's what he wore to the Comic-Con. Oh my that's God. all he had on. Everybody was just looking at him like he was crazy, but because he is, he crazy. was like, ever since yeah. then, I, yes, he said, ever since then, I never not called him back again when he was making costumes for the comic cons and we were cosplaying. He was like, I never not called him back. He could call me at three a.m. in the morning and I would call him back. <laughs> I was like, I bet you would. When he showed up as the him and his friend showed up as the iconics at what Dragon Con that one year. I'm just like, I'm like, this grown ass man is cosplaying Billy (laughs) Kay. He's doing the voice perfectly in all her little, like, little, because that's what makes a good cosplayer in my book. Like, you can always wear a costume, but like, if you want to be one of those cosplayers who, like, really stand out, you do, like, the little things that people wouldn't think of, like the way people, like, move their hands or expressions they do with their face. And I'm, but he was going all out. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And why do I want to hang out with you at like the same time? <laughs> this one as. Hey, thank you so much for sticking it out with us at Down for the Count. So we're just taking a little commercial break to let you guys know that we are on two social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up there with any news that you want us to discuss, any topic that you want us to discuss. We got you. Just send it to us. We are all for people. Well, sometimes sometimes <laughs> anyway so make sure you guys stick with us at down for the count and we're going to continue on with our show powdered toast mad. yes and i love that costume i love it that was pretty much everything that happened on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. There really wasn't a lot, but there was a title match. It was a triple threat match on SmackDown, and it was the other half of the tag teams. It was Big E versus The Miz versus Jay, I think it was. Yeah. Yes. They were oh, so, um, yeah, wrestling was, for the title. The, the other and team Big was e. Sorry. No, it's okay. I was laughing at um what Biggie was doing in, at the end of the that was, end of the match. He was doing so much, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> don't put your mouth." I was like, I was just looking at him. I was like, "Why?" issues. It was just so. It was it was an okay match. I will give them that. They took out Big E from the very beginning and tried their hardest to keep him down. And as much as I thought Miz wasn't going to be able to keep up, he actually did. Wait, Miz but he actually was the one did who took- something? Yes, he did. Oh, yes, but he also ate the pin. Jay was not pinned. It was the Miz. Because Jay had got Miz down. Well... I think the Miz was getting Jay. No, the Miz was down. The Miz was down. 
Biggie came in, moved Jay out the way, and then he ended up slamming him on the mat. I can't remember the move he did, but he slammed him on the mat, and he ended up pinning him, and that's how the New Day got the titles back. And when he got out the ring, he he was tripping, and he was slobbing them belts down, and I said, bro, coronavirus! been like they've been in so many people's hands and i mean he licked it coronavirus that's the first thing i thought of coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) i hate that because now anytime i hear that i i hear it in her voice i was like damn it cardi b it was so funny coronavirus Um, the 14th (laughs) Fourth team in that Ali package was Miz and Morrison. So now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, so I think maybe oh, they're yeah. gonna maybe they're gonna split up Miz, Miz and Morrison because Morrison's gonna blame Miz for for losing the titles, and then he can just sit, and then he can unleash on Miz saying, "Well, I'm the one who won them. I've kept them the fin. What did what did you do? Like he could bring up Elimination Chamber. He's like, you could be like, I did all the hard work." And all you did was lay outside the ring and take the glory of the win. Like, you could do that. Yeah, that'll work. I mean, it doesn't have to be Sasha and Bailey, But, you know, obviously everybody wants it to be. But that could happen without the hacker being the one to take that out. It doesn't have to be him. But he's going after somebody. It's kind of fun to figure out who it is. You You don't need to do too much to rattle, um... Miss. No. Um, no, Sasha, Sasha Bailey's precious. Yeah. yeah. It's already there. All right. So, we're done with the reviews of Raw and SmackDown. Yay. Now, <laughs> did you guys watch AEW or MLW? I know NWA Powers. Um, not um, posting new stuff, but they are posting some other content. I saw on Twitter that they were posting a match. They were posting something. What was it called? They're, they're some kind of cup. Post- yeah, they're re-showing the Crockett Cup from last year. 2018? Yeah. yeah. And then they're supposed to be showing something that they said... They said something about the, that they they had nobody had seen before. I I can't fucking remember. I can't remember. But I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Did you guys watch AEW? AEW. <sighs> oh. She's so so frustrated. Um, AEW is losing me. No, like it was. This episode was real bad. All around. Colt Cabana can't do everything. Um, It was. Okay, well, what happened? Did you watch it? Or you could go first if you watched it. No, I mean, I watched bits and pieces of it because, like, honestly, I really just don't give a fuck about AEW, especially with all the fanboys kind of making it look stupid this week. Um. I don't, I'm, I'm really getting just aggravated because they were doing so well. And then it's like, you know, when you take three steps forward and then you take like 16 back. And I get it. 
and I get it, it's because of what's the pandemic going on. I get that. But you can't, as much as I love Colt and Colt, if you're listening, I love you. But you can't depend on Colt Cabana to carry your show every week. And then what Mm. Nicole told me, what Nicole told me earlier, that really pissed me off. So I'm, I'm, I'm not in the best relationship with AEW right now. Well, what happened, Nicole? Oh, I think she's talking about that Cody um, tweet or whatever. But um, AEW was like, it was a mess all around. Uh, the only really good, oh, excuse me. The only really good spots that I liked was um, not necessarily, actually, yeah, Suge and. Um, Shug and um, Sammy had a really good match. Um, the women's match with um, Britt was good as well. Um, she's improved a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the match with Kip and the one guy from Best Friends. I don't remember his name. And then Orange Cassie was in his corner. <sighs> sorry, guys. I'm sorry to get tired. Um I need to drink coffee or something. Anyways, um, not only that, but also a wild Jimmy Havoc appeared. Yay! And he ended up <laughs> helping um, Kip Saban. So, and then, like, him and Penelope, and, and then him, Penelope, and Kip kind of, like, walked off together at well, the uh, end. <laughs> so, maybe that's, like, a cute little faction. I think that'd be cool. Um, well, in real life, they they live with the all three of them live together. Yeah, and then so it's convenient. And I, Kit, I feel so stupid for saying this out loud, but Kip and Penelope dog has an Instagram, and I follow it because it's cute. And there's a picture of like them living in Florida when it's like like eleven o'clock at night, and here's Jimmy Havoc walking this tiny little dog in a massive rainstorm because the dog had to go outside. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, baby. It's cute. Oh, but real quick, um, sh- congratulations to Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. They recently got engaged. So, yay! And congratulations. Just, just thinking about, like, their future babies and how pretty they're going to look. It's, it's horrible. It's disgusting. I know. I'm I'm happy for them, especially. It's I'm a little sad that they obviously this happened during like quarantine, and they probably didn't get to you know go out to have like a nice dinner and like celebrate mm-hmm. with like their friends and family. So I'm hoping that's like one of the first things they get to do post quarantine. I bet. But um, yeah, that the ring bear. Yeah, that that was it, it. Was just like it was just messy. And Jericho on commentary was a mess. Like, he was, like, screaming the whole time. Talked out, just, he, just word vomit. Like, he kept talking, 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 talking. Talking still... over to Shivani. And it was to a point that I was literally going to mute it. But I was, like, I kind of, like, I don't, but, I don't know. I don't like that. Anyway, I like that. <sighs> Jericho, Jericho's still on commentary. I think this was the only week he did it. Did he do it last week, too? Because I didn't watch last week. He's been on it a few times. 
or you think are you mistaking him for Cody? Cody, because Cody was on commentary for a few uh, for a few for a couple weeks in a row. No, because I can tell Jericho screaming differently from Cody screaming. Oh, I must uh, have not watched it in a couple weeks besides guys, that. It, but so, think of Corey Graves in times that by like five hundred. That's how annoying he is. Corey, no, Corey Graves is actually a good commentator. He he knows when to be silent. That's the thing with Jericho. Like you don't need to constantly like yell something. It was just like random stuff. Like when Lance Archer was out, he was like, "Look at that! Look at that guy! He's huge!" And then he was like, "Well, no one's gonna." It's like, yeah, his hair's stupid, but no one's gonna mess with him because he's big. And I was like, "God, shut up!" Shut and up, it was just like yeah it was just too much and it was like do for commentary like you have to let the match breathe sometimes if that makes sense mm-hmm. yes that makes sense and he was not doing that um jr by grandpa jr was significantly better when he called um mox and hager's match by himself his commentary you stop yawning. His commentary was better than the match itself. You're you're talking about this week's AEW, so no wonder why you're yawning. It was just that's some bullshit. It was so <laughs> I seen so I seen clips of it, but I never watched the entirety of the match until today. And then I was like, ooh, that looks a mess. And then people were talking about how bad it is. So I'm like, oh, it can't be that bad. And then oh, I was- watched like the clip. <laughs> And I was like, this is literally one of the worst matches I've seen this year so far. Oh, God. Yeah, it's no, it's it's that bad. It was just like, they had no chemistry. It was just weird. And then also, like, who let them come out in the same, their their trunks are so cohesive. They were both, yeah, they were like black and like this camo thing. And I was like, who let them do that? And that's what also that was kind of jarring. And then it was just like stop. Well, I was like, I was like, also people, also Jake Hager has me blocked for some reason. I, I kind of know. Bring that up. How the I'm, hell did he block you? I want to know. I think from when was this? I don't remember because I, I think that was like the only time I ever tweeted at him. He he liked something that was very transphobic. Oh. And I was like, I think, I mean, and I think I actually, I don't know if I added, I think I added Tony and like TNT or something or like the AEW thing. And I was like, well, that's something I was like, well, here goes your inclusivity as like you have people like this on your roster. And I never thought anything about it until someone on my timeline um, retweeted one of his tweets dragging him. And I was like, why can't I see that? And I clicked on mm-hmm. it, and I was like, oh, I'm blocked. I was like, oh, he blocked me from that. He was in his feelings. But, I mean, truth hurts. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that, that match, I mean, a bigot's a bigot. I mean, I'm True. not going to sit here. Yeah, so it was that ma- That match, was just, it was just bad. It was just so I, bad. I just couldn't understand why him, of all people, became, like, there was no buildup. There was nothing to it. But he became number one contender for Mox's belt. And don't oh, they have like a hierarchy system with their matches? He's undefeated before this match. He's only okay. been in five matches though. Yeah, yeah but and well, I, I mean, just to be fair, he well, yeah, 
I mean, just to be fair, he wasn't there long enough, and I'm sure there were people who were in front of him who, because if you're going by that system that they said, he wouldn't be in the top five. He might be in the top ten. It shouldn't even be in the top 50, and I don't even think they have 50 people in that. But also, it reset at the start of the year, or whatever. Oh, okay. Now I understand. It resets every year. But, um... But but anyways, it it was just, and also we need to have a conversation about how people are like, oh, um, they weren't a star in WWE because of the brand. No, they weren't a star because they don't have star like quality and or potential. So the people who were saying that about Sean Spears, what the hell is Sean Spears doing besides copying off a Champa and being mediocre well, as ty dillinger i kind of dug his 10 perfect 10 thing i didn't like it so, i liked him but that's because i was mildly attracted to him so i guess i'm a little biased from, from that but, um i liked yeah. him i thought he was cute and i was like yeah. oh look at the perfect dad he's cute <laughs> i just want to pinch his little cheeks right <laughs> That's probably even more insulting than what Nicole is saying. But I mean, I I don't know. I I thought he was cute, but whatever. Um, I don't think Ty Dillinger is a star. He's one of those mid card guys that is meant to help get a story over, and not meant to be the star of the story. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you can make a good living that way, but he's not gonna do anything with um. I can't ever think of his damn name. His name Tully. Tully Blanchard. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, I can't ever think of his name. He's never going to do anything with him. And he's just as boring as he is. So I don't understand. I mean, he looks like he's going to pass out every time. That, well, because he's like 50, he, he's like 5,000 years old. And he oh. shouldn't be, they shouldn't be dragging him around either. That's why Tessa. he's always. <laughs> Tessa, come get your father and tell him to go home. Come get why would she do that? She need to go home. But anyway, um, that's another story. Did anybody watch Period. I did. They're over. They're uh. Yeah, they're just kind of doing like a little like um like kind of little burner matches. They were in Mexico recently, which I think that was smart that they had so many matches over there because the kind mm-hmm. of whole for them to have some type of product going on. Yeah, but I mean, it was an okay episode. It wasn't nothing like crazy going on. It was just kind of like did Hammerstone keep his title? Yes. Okay, cool. He is going insane. Like, do you guys follow Hammerstone on social media? No, because I don't like Hammerstone. That's your dude. I don't. I don't like him. Okay, I don't get get this. I like MJF and I like Hammerstone. I want to punch Holiday in the face. Like, does that make sense? Like, I like him. He's funny. I mean, I know he modeled our new fancy logo, insert logo here after him, but it's just like, he, like, I just, I can't, because I just like, dude, I can roll with the other two, the other guy, I don't know, because whatever, but, like, I want to punch you in the face and then steal your AirPods. I don't know like any of them. I really, <laughs> Holiday I, makes you want to slap the shit out of him. I, I just. 
Uh, Hammerstone's Hammerstone's going insane. Yeah, but MLW was good. Um, um, Brian Pillman Jr. is out from his kayfabe injury. So eventually, like him and God, Injustice are going to. I yes. hope he takes that belt off of him. I hope and take that, that damn chest plate off. Please. Yeah, so he, they're eventually plate, like him um, and Davey, Davey Boy Smith Jr., which I think is kind of precious the juniors are going mm-hmm. to um, are going to tag to hopefully get rid of Justice. But yeah, that happened. Um, also, what else we have like filthy Tom Lawler and that guy I never remember his name but the one whose ass crack always shows and he wears like that kitty karate uniform. His name starts with a G, right? Yeah, I don't I don't even care to learn his name because honestly he's not good. Can the Von Erichs just like um, destroy them please? Yeah, well they called out the Von Eric well they were the they're basically the main event and they called out Tom Lawler called out the Von Erichs. And was like, get off your island to come come face. It was stupid. So same shit well, he's been saying for like the last couple of weeks. Well, that was MLW, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let me ask something real quick, cause um, so are they not showing Killer Cross in MLW anymore now? He was kayfabe mm-hmm. injured in the hospital. Still, they they keep mentioning him, but I think they're gonna be like. Mentioning him until they forget. <laughs> yeah. Until people like kind of get the gist. They can mention Unless, him because his name no, is ahead. different in NXT. True. But it's yeah. the same guy though. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of done with both of them because MJF is injured and he's been at. Hammerstone's going crazy. Holiday, I don't know what he's doing. Hammerstone's trying to fight like his neighborhood ducks. And MJF's been like acting so depressed on t- on Twitter. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? Because then he'll he'll act like himself. And then he goes, uh, I'm not going to be on as much. I have some stuff to take care of. And it's really sad because everyone's like, oh, it's a storyline. It's a storyline. I'm like, no, I, I think something's legitly going wrong with him. And then Nicole told me you, you never really know with him because he's always he's always in the work. So you never really know. Well, I was stupid and I tweeted um, if if you are legitly something's going on, I hope you, you know, it gets better. So that way it won't look like a total bark move when he's like, ha, fuck you assholes when he comes back. So. But yeah, Hammer Hammerstone's fucking losing it. He's trying to battle his neighborhood ducks. Don't ask me why, but watching this man slowly go insane is fucking great. Wow. <laughs> if you quarantine into us all. He okay, so he like I said, the the things with the ducks are fucking stupid. But he's like today he's like showing like a video of him lifting weights outside. And he has a fucking duck mask on. And he goes, to beat the duck, you must become the duck. And I'm like, you are fucking losing your brain, aren't you? Like, you're really fucking going. I'm like, what oh the my fuck? God. It's so stupid. So if you want some, 
if you want something funny to go watch, watch, watch that. I mean, it's stupid, but you're just like, this guy is losing his goddamn brain in quarantine without someone to hit. For the sake of Hammerstone, please let us just get this going so he can wrestle people again. Wow. Um, so dumb. Well, the Money in the Bank match is set for May 10th. And the WWE has made a unique stance on this match. Now, earlier this week, they were reporting that they were going to have some Money in the Bank content shot on the roof of Titan Tower. Titan Tower is the headquarters for WWE in Connecticut. Uh-huh. Now, the way they've described this match is all of the competitors will start out, will start out on the first floor. And then they are supposed to work their way up Titan Tower to the top on the roof to get to the briefcase. And and a ring. You're right. It's a ring and the briefcase is there. They're going to have to fight it out. Uh -uh. I think that's fucking ingenious. I I think that's fire. It's just so... Uh -uh. I didn't expect that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm very excited for this. I actually, at first I wasn't excited for Money in the Bank. I thought Money because in the Bank got canceled. It got yeah, canceled the place that it was supposed to happen. Uh, the stadium, yeah, the stadium shut it down. Now they were gonna have it at the Performance Center, but I guess after Creative or something pitched this idea. They were like, okay, we got to do this. And the the thing is, the way I see it is they have to do something like this until things can get back to normal because nobody's going to be interested, and it's no shade, but nobody's going to be interested in watching a pay-per-view at the Performance Center every other month. We had to watch it with WrestleMania, and even though the matches were great and some of the storylines were okay, the, sh- the standouts of WrestleMania were not the matches that happened at the Performance Center. It was Bray Wyatt and Cena's match, and it was Undertaker and AJ Styles' match. And those matches were off-site. So they're going to have to do something to get people interested in watching the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. I think this was an ingenious idea. I loved it. I couldn't. I can't do it. Undo what? The the whole setup. I have a very I have a very weird thing with heights. Like I can be on an airplane or a roller coaster and I'll be fine. But if you get me like on top of a building or on a really high ladder and I accidentally look down, like I'm done. You're gonna have to like come get like rescue services to get me off that damn ladder because I'm not fucking moving. (laughs) Like no. I'm terrified. Of heights. I, I don't like roller coasters. I'm scared to get on the plane. I'm terrified of that. I, I don't like it. The idea of falling to your death is what gets me. I can't do it. No hot air balloons. None of that shit. I'm not doing that. And I don't like being on very tall buildings either. I don't like that. So... That's going to freak me out, but I'm watching that shit. I don't care. When they jump, but it scares me when they jump from the top of cages and shit. So, and I'm not even the one jumping. So, we're going to see. We're going to see. But I want to see it because I know it's going to rock. 
Like that's just gonna rock. It's gonna, gonna be fire. It's fun have... because it's like all of like the cool stuff that they could see. Like they can go see like the like the gym that's still there from the commercial in the nineties, nineties and the eighties. Um, starting off, I think honestly, and I know this is like sounds super sentimental. I think they should start off at um, Andre's boots. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, have them have them start off at his boots and then have them go at it. Just don't. There, you know, there's gonna be the guy from the Smithsonian there, like, don't touch, don't touch, don't don't use that. Like they're gonna oh, like, use a chair guy. from like from like an iconic match, and this little dude's just gonna run out of nowhere and be like, don't touch this. <laughs> Poor guy, you know. It's a happy man. I feel so bad for him. You don't like clothesline someone. No, that's the shit I want to see. But yeah, I think it's so. And the people that were create, who were kind of, I didn't see too many people complaining, but I did see like a few. And it's kind of like, okay, you want WWE to do different stuff. This is very different. Shut up and just do it. I mean, now's the time for experimentation. I hate to say it, but, I mean, it is. If they want people to keep watching, they're going to have to come up with something, especially if they're going to try to keep doing pay-per-views every year, or not every year, but every month. Well, moving on. The last thing that I have to talk about is Shane Helms. Now, something about... Shane Helms stuck out on Twitter and on Instagram recently and it was that it was his idea for Asuka to drop her SmackDown Women's Championship to Charlotte and make that match between the three of them Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte a winner-take-all match at WrestleMania. Now, on Twitter, people were blasting him and he was like, if you didn't understand why I did what I did, then you truly didn't want the women to, you know, be elevated and, you know, just, you know, really pretty much defending his decision and his concept and idea. So I'll go last because I put it on the floor. But Nicole, what do you think about him coming up with this idea and the concept for that match? Um, I just think it was it's it was irresponsible. No matter where how he wants to spin it, it was very irresponsible because they didn't think about the long term. They didn't realize that fallout because of that that ruined. And I hate saying and I hate sounding like dramatic. No, I don't want to use the word ruined. That's very dramatic. It very it set back the women's division a lot. It was a mess. The only highlight of it until they kind of got some footing was, and I think that's why they had her win it, was when Bailey, and I watched it again a couple times because I love that cash-in because it was so smart. When Bailey had her cash-in at Money in the Bank, I really think that's why they picked her to win it because they finally Mm -hmm. realized, oh my gosh, this division is in shambles. And it's like, you think? So, so, so I, I really do think that's why they had 
because I don't, because quite honestly, I don't think if the women's division in SmackDown was so bad, they would have let um, Bailey get the money in the bank. I think they realized how bad of a shape it was. And because you think about it, like that crowd was hot when she won it. Like hot, like people were like going, like people were super excited. And then when she ran out, with the suitcase, that was the yeah. largest. That was the biggest pop I heard for Bailey in a long time. And I when agree. she cashed it, they were going insane, and I was too. Like someone, um, mm-hmm. there's a girl. I don't. Her name's Steph. I don't remember the rest of her tag, but she's like a big like Becky Lynch um, fan. She's like one of Becky Lynch's like favorite fans. She always sees her and shit. But anyways, she like retweeted the cl- clip, and I remember because. I worked because I always I always worked on Sundays and I remember I got off of work and I was like watching it and I was screaming because I love I love in case people don't know I love money in the bank and that's not not necessarily I love it how it can do so much for storyline wise and I get so excited when people cash in. Mm-hmm. Like, I get yeah. so excited. So when people complain, like, I don't want to see a same night cash, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, yes. So I was <laughs> screaming. So as soon as, as soon as I see her came in, I was like, kick Lacey in the nuts. I was like, cash it in, Charlotte. I'm like, cash it in. <laughs> Lacey doesn't have nuts, but you get what I was saying, but I was like, the cash lady. it in. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I think that was very um, irresponsible for him to do that. Sorry, I got very sidetracked. Um, and it's kind of annoying that he wasn't even trying to see, like, he wasn't trying to, like, see people's point of view. Because some people, yeah, some people were, like, going off on him, but some people were, like, like, no, seriously, it's like, did you not realize, like, how bad of an idea that was? Because they didn't need that. They did not need that. This, and you realize that they didn't need it because they literally had Becky drop at the next pay-per-view. To Charlotte, again. Yeah. So that's how you know that yeah. was even needed. And you could have just kept it on. You could have just kept it on Oscar, <laughs> but we would have had that um, probably very problematic storyline with Mandy and Sonya. So I don't know. Maybe we're safe from that. Hmm. Do you think about it in hindsight? Because that would have been very problematic. What do you mean? That was the basically like the gay lover storyline that was supposed uh, to like culminate at Mania. Oh shit! Yeah, that was oh. the Mania storyline. Mm. That would overshadow everything. Because yeah. I think Mandy was gonna win. What? Someone. One of them. I don't know if it was her or sign. One of them were gonna win it. They probably won't say now, obviously, but one of them were going to win the title from Asuka. Nah. That's bullshit. People would have so, fucking rioted. 
I would have canceled my network right then and there. Be like, nope, no more mania for me. I'm done. You gotta be kidding. No, I'm serious, man. Like, at that point, like, is it my turn? Because I don't want to. I don't want to take up any. No, you're done. Time. I don't even know what I was talking about, anyways. No, it's just. <laughs> oh, I feel bad. Um, no, because it's just like Oscar. Okay, this is when Oscar. Uh, okay, I knew he was. I knew he put together the the three way match. I knew he did that, yeah. but I did yeah. not know. He was responsible for the or the guy the guy who came up with the idea to take the belt off of Charlotte right beforehand. Or take the belt off of Asuka and make it a winner takes all. That I didn't mm-hmm. know though. And Tiff and Nicole heard me when Asuka lost. I was fucking pissed. I'm like, it's so close to mania. This is bullshit. Blah blah blah. It was the match itself was not worth the hype. By the time it came I on, agree. everybody was tired. Like, I couldn't even imagine what it was like sitting in the Florida sun. But, like, people were tired. I was tired from watching it. My adrenaline was running down. And it just got to the point where it's like, okay, this match needs to hurry up because I got to go to bed. Like, it, it came down to that. And, uh, Y'all know, everyone should know how I feel about that match by now. Uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was so bored with it. And the whole time I'm sitting there in this match, I'm thinking, why couldn't we have had Charlotte versus Asuka at WrestleMania? It would have been Charlotte I versus Asuka part two. I wouldn't have wanted to that again, but Lord knows that would have been better. If I knew this was going to happen, I mean, you know what? <laughs> So that's what I came in. Cause Tip, did I come in? Did I or did I did not? Cause Tip was on her page. This was before the podcast. So I went on her page after SmackDown, and I was spitting venom. Like I was like, I have never been yeah. this pissed yeah. off at wrestling for a really long time. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Why? Why couldn't they just do Oscar versus Charlotte? Cause this way, they it's like okay, so Charlotte broke Oscar's record. Oscar beat Charlotte at Mania. So now they're tied one for one at Mania, and then this year it could have been the rubber match. So even if they weren't champions, Charlotte or Oscar could have walked up to the other one and be like, "So hey, you owe me one," and that would have just built a feud like right there because Charlotte broke the streak. But in that case, in a perfect world, Oscar beat Charlotte, got her, you know, basically got her. Um, I don't want to say revenge. What's the word I'm looking for? Due diligence, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like she got her, she got her back from breaking her streak. And then you know mm-hmm. Charlotte could be like, well, you beat me at Mania, I beat you at Mania, and I don't like ties on my record. And then that could have set up, and they didn't even have to be champion. Like it could have just set up Oscar versus Charlotte round three and make just it like a match. The fucking bragging, I hate to say bragging rights, but like the winner who wins, this is it. Like you know, it would have been consistent. Oh, I miss bragging rights. Huh? I miss that pay per view. And also, like so many like stuff makes a lot of sense. Like I said in the chat, like Charlotte was crying so much when she won mm-hmm. that title, and especially once she hit backstage. I said, why is she crying? It's like why mm-hmm. is she so overly emotional about this? I was like, this is literally like. 
like we said, like this is like your tenth title. Like, what's wrong with you? She cried every time she right. won the title. Not, so everyone was like, like, not, not like, like that though. Watch her, not like this. You ha- uh, did you watch her Chronicle? No, not yet. Mm-hmm. Watch that Chronicle. It was, it was, it was very strange at that time. But now it makes a lot of sense, as if she's probably upset because she's gonna, she broke the record, but she's gonna have to drop it like a a week later. No, I it wasn't even that. I think she no, she was upset that she had took it from Asuka because uh-huh. that chronicle yeah. was after it was a Royal Rumble and the lead up to Mania, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it was like, and it was so strange. I said, and she she was very emotional even like a day or two later and I was like what is wrong with Charlotte and unless I found that out I was like and I started thinking about stuff I said oh my gosh that makes sense I mean she didn't want to do it no 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 she didn't and you know that probably broke her heart because she she respects Asuka like she loves her so much and they put her in that position I'd have been mad you know how mad I would have been you would have been, been like, I ain't fucking doing it. I feel like she probably thought about it, but probably thought about, like, no, I, I probably, I don't want to do this. But, like, I think, and she probably said something to her dad or talked to her, bat, her dad, and he was like, you know what? Like, sometimes you got to do, like, some really crappy stuff, but you see, you know, you just make it, make sure you're in good standing with that person. Yeah. I still would have preferred to see Oscar versus Charlotte part yeah they should have done that and that's what made me very sad and I was like and that made me also sad that they put her in that put her in that position she I mean match was so bloated already and then I mean and she did most of the work right Rousey I mean Rousey was gonna get people's attention to watch either way now did those people know Wrestlemania was seven fucking hours long probably not so you know, they're like sitting here like I paid I paid this much just for this kind of match with Ronda Rousey. And they're try- trying to build it up as like one of the greatest matches in the women's the women's uh history. I'm like, are we are we watching the same match? Like Well Did you get hit on the head? I, like did you forget shit? I I genuinely thought that match was overloaded. It was overloaded to add Charlotte and it was overloaded to put both of those titles in that match. Problem I have with Shane is that he thinks he did a service to the women's division by doing this. And there's two sides to look at it. You look at it from his point of view, and it's like the women main event it, and they main event it in the biggest way they could possibly do it. But when you look at it from the other side, there was a whole roster of women who were cut out of WrestleMania because of your ignorance you could have had another match you could have made that a match with more women in it and had it just as big if not bigger and they could have all competed they did a six-pack challenge once they did a fatal five-way elimination once you could have done anything and kept that title in play and had those women on smackdown able to compete instead of putting them in that shitty battle royal okay Keep it all the way funky. You could have done that, but you didn't do that. You were so focused on blowing this match that you ended up blowing the ass out of it. And most people hate it. It really don't have nothing to do with who, with, with, it's like 
you're not seeing past your own face and you need to stop looking at it from a perspective of I did this to help the women. You're blowing your own horn and I need you to calm the fuck down. What you need to be looking at is what you also did on the back end to the division because Nicole's right. You ended up sucking the gas out of all of that. You took the women's division out for SmackDown completely. They had nothing to compete for. Everything Becky did was on Raw. She rarely showed up on SmackDown. Okay? And when she did, it was for... No, go ahead. I just... Because I'm thinking back now because I've kind of blocked most of this out of my head, but it's like, there was no other women's stories going on at that point. They did absolutely nothing. And they didn't even have to have the women's, you know, they didn't have to have the women's uh, belt, you know, like they had the women's tag belt. But like, other than that, there was no other matches. And I'm like, you could have built up something. Like, it doesn't. It's WrestleMania. And in my mind, that belt needed to be in play outside of Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. You should have had that belt in play on SmackDown. Asuka should have been the one holding it. If you wanted her to drop it at WrestleMania, fine. But you cut her out. You also cut out Carmella and Naomi and all the other girls who were back there who worked hard and they got their asses there and they're sitting in the back. Why you got Charlotte and Ronda and Becky out there fighting? And it's like, okay, was it historic? Yes. It was historic that the match was set for the main event in the first fucking place. So you didn't have to add all this extra shit. First of all, in my book, you didn't need Charlotte to begin with. Mm-mm. You didn't need her. You added her because you wanted to make it bigger. And that's your problem. You reaching too much. Simplicity is best. You were simple with Char- with, with Rhonda and Becky. They had a feud already. They were already on fire as it is. You add Charlotte and you just blew up your grill. You can't put kerosene on coals and then think everything is just going to be cool. Like, no. You're going to cause a fire that's going to burn too hot, which is exactly what happened with them. Now, if you don't understand that, then that's your problem. That's your business. I, I can't. I can't help you there, but you're you're wrong if you think that what you did was some godsend service to the women's division. Yeah, you gave them a big match, all right, but you ended up killing half of the division, and it got them to a point where there was nothing for the other girls to do. So they had to drop the title to Bailey at Money in the Bank, which was fine by me. I love that segment. You know that was fire, but you then you they had to you had you had, had to because there was nothing there was no other way to maintain the division on SmackDown when there was nothing for those women to fight for. And yes, we say it all the time: you don't need a title to make rivalries, but you do need a title to solidify that division. Mm-hmm. It needs something. You can't have them just sitting there. And then you got these three on the show. And then Charlotte was a SmackDown girl popping up on Raw. Was that the time during the Superstar like, Shake-Up? Was that going on around that time? I can't remember. I, I'm t- like I said, I try to block a lot of that out of my head. I just wish he would have he listened to what people were saying and try not to be so defensive. Because not everybody was attacking. 
Everybody calling them stupid and like you doing dumb shit. Like you can block them out. But the people who actually wrote you and said, hey, maybe you should look at it from this perspective. Maybe you should have listened and be like, you know what? I didn't look at it from that way, but I was trying. In the grand scheme of things, I understand what he was trying to do, but in the end, you ended up killing half the division, almost killing it. Because nobody took the SmackDown Women's Division. No one took the Women's SmackDown Division on take two. No one took really gave a shit about the Women's SmackDown title after that. And, you know, like you can see it in the audience when Becky won. Like, this is what I don't get. He's trying to hype himself up like he's fucking Finley, which you're not. And I'm sorry, Finley has been down for the women since day one. You can't be coming out here trying to get accolades because you did one thing. Well, meanwhile, Finley's been back there pushing for women to get pushed since for fucking ever, I think. Let's just say that. Well, I think... Well, yeah, but what I think happened, he was doing that when the, the divas were there. Mm-hmm. He was working with the women, mm-hmm. showing them how to wrestle and stuff like that. I think what happened with Shane is somebody asked him about that match, and he pretty much said, that was my idea. That's what I um, pitched, and they went with it, and I'm very proud of it. He's not... I don't think he should be remorseful, but I do think that he should have some understanding of what people are saying. And at this point... We can talk about it until we're in the face, but it it really it really hurt them more than it helped. Is the best way to explain it, and it it just it, you was doing too much. Is the cleanest way that I can say it. You just did too much. Now, speaking of Twitter, this is I just came across this from Nicole. She sent it in the group chat, and I'm looking at it like, what the hell? So apparently Cody liked a uh, <laughs> a unique tweet. Let's, let's put it that way. And the tweet says, if you don't mind reading it, it's from a different Twitter user, just to be clear. The Twitter user is not, tw- is not Cody, okay? It says, if Sammy hates normal, regular American folks supporting their president, he should go back to Canada, in my opinion. And somebody saw that like the tweet. Now, Sammy Zayn is who he's referring to, I'm assuming. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to say my piece and then y'all can have at it. Go at it, girl. I would play devil's advocate and say that Cody mistakenly liked the tweet. Okay. I'll I'll leave it, mm-hmm. I'll leave it right there. In regards to the tweet itself, <laughs> fuck Donald Trump. I can say what I want. That's why we live in America. Okay. I'm yep. not gonna blindly follow anybody. And the way that the president acts and conducts himself, he thinks he has total, absolute authority, and he does not. And if we don't check the system, nobody will check the system. So it's only fair that we say how we feel, whether it's on Twitter and whether it's how you express yourself in voting. It doesn't matter. We're allowed to speak what we want because we live in a free fucking country. Now, 
Just because you blindly support the president doesn't mean that everybody will. And people are going to have issues with every president. They have issues with President Obama, President Clinton, President Bush, both of them. They had issues with every president because they're human. They're going to fuck up. They're going to make mistakes. But this president doesn't own anything that he does. And in this case, when you're dealing with this pandemic situation, it could have been prevented because the asshole knew that this was happening. The representatives at the World Health Organization told him last year, told the Trump Organization, there's a virus, it's spreading rapidly in China, we need to contain this, you need to protect these citizens. He pushed it off like it was a hoax, like the Democrats was pushing a narrative to get him out of office. Uh-huh. And that's the only reason why people have a problem with President Trump. But that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. But I need to say that. Okay, that needs to be said. Sami Zayn has an issue because people in Syria are dying, they're hurting, and it is being ignored. And the way America always operates, if you don't have nothing to gain by helping them, they will leave you to the wayside. They do it all the time in Africa. Preach. Fucking preach. Okay. They do it all the time with smaller countries, countries that don't have nothing to offer them. They will not help. And unfortunately, we live in this country. These officials that have elected, some of us have elected them. I didn't elect them. I'll tell you so that. Right. Sammy, Sammy Zane have a right to voice his opinion however he pleases. And if you don't like it, two things you can do. Scratch your ass and get glad or you can stop following him so you don't see the shit. Nobody tells you you shouldn't advocate for President Trump, and if they do, that's their business to tell you that, and then you can respond however the fuck you want to, but what you shouldn't be doing is telling somebody they need to go back to Canada, because the very same thing could be said to all of you, because ain't none of us own this land. This land don't belong to us. Mm-hmm. We own borrowed land, stolen land, more Thank importantly. You. Thank you. So you can't tell nobody to go back nowhere until you and your ancestors go back to where the fuck y'all come from. That's 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 how I feel about that. Land of American. Nope. Stop telling people to go back to their country. Country back. Anybody who's Native American and listening to this, (laughs) please take it back. Rise up. People that that's disrespectful. And it is blind because you obviously didn't really pay attention when in school with the minimal amount of information that they gave us. You didn't even pay attention to that. No, so a history I, lesson is real simple. Your ancestors went out there and screwed the Native Americans out of their own land. You cheated and lied, raped and pillaged a, a whole continent of people. Not yeah. to mention you enslaved mm-hmm. another continent of people. So keep it all the way straight. And Funky, you can't tell him to go back to his country until you go back to yours. Your original country. Your original place of origin. When you go back to yours and go live over there, then he'll go back to his and go live here. But other than that, and he comes to to the States and he get the citizenship, he can do and say what the fuck he wants. It's his right as a citizen, whether he a citizen of the United States or dual citizen of the United States, naturalize whatever the fuck you want to call it he got a right to say whatever he want especially when he's right because most of the time what sammy say on his, his twitter about this shit he's right yeah so 
you're gonna probably have to and edit Cody, out. I'm trying to give I'm trying to give Cody, <laughs> trying to give Cody the benefit of the doubt and say maybe it was a mistake in liking the tweet. But if your little ass liked this tweet and you read it and you know what it said, you are a major contradiction. Not to mention that you ain't just white, you mixed. Your wife is black. Come on, son. Like it make you look mad suspect, bro. Like you gotta yeah. you gotta clean this up. Like it get it together and, and try not to be work, liking shit on Twitter all day. Do something else with your time. Like, mm, I don't know. Checking Tony Khan so shit can go right in your company and maybe keeping the elite out of storylines and making shit work for you guys that's in the back that believe that believe in your concept. I don't know. You know, maybe maybe you could do that. You got a lot of downtime on your hands. Alright. Everybody got nothing but downtime. Literally all I'm missing is Tony Khan tweet. And no offense, that's all I've been doing. But it's like I'm not running like a multi million dollar company though. So like I'm allowed to sit on Twitter all day. Um, I don't really have much to say about it because I feel like you hit on all of the points. Um, my thing is it's a very the whole tweet is also problematic because not like people forget that Sami Zayn is Syrian because he is very white passing and he is also Muslim. So that whole thing is very problematic only for his ethnicity and religion. It is just like, and it's like, Cody, I don't know how old you are. You're probably in your mid-30s. Probably not that much older than me. <laughs> Lord, don't don't run your Twitter. I've said this countless times, and I'm not probably, I don't think I'm the only one who says that. Um, a lot of wrestlers don't, don't have no business running their own social medias. This is a prime Can example we, of that. This is a prime. Don't they should not. They you get they get knocked in the head too many times. It's just it's too much. Pay someone a couple hundred dollars a month and tweet your stuff out every once in a while, and have them have your passwords. You don't need your passwords for nothing. Maybe Instagram, so you can post pictures and stuff like that. But other than that, no. And that's all I have to say. Oh boy. All right. Once we get a wrestlers union, we also need to fight for this next. So since we're all in a fighting mood, um, I'll make mine short and sweet. I think it was stupid, and I, I mean, if we ever make a, if we ever have merch, we need to have a shirt that says "Devil's Advocate." <laughs> honestly, um, yeah. Seriously <laughs> though, um, I. I, I've just, like, my punk side has been coming out because I've been seeing so many stupid people, like, going off online about shit, and, you know, God, I'm, like, I'm angry to the point that I don't know what to fucking say, because, like, dude, your dad fought for everybody. Your dad was for everybody. He was one of the oh, first... Oh, Lord, she pulling a daddy card. No, I'm being fucking serious. <laughs> someone said... Someone did say that on Twitter, though, and they tagged on us. Oh. No, I'm gonna go for... <laughs> I'm gonna go for the fucking jug. 
particular. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Dusty Rhodes back in the day fought for everybody, whether you're a white, black, Muslim, Asian, whatever. He was for everybody, and he stood up for a lot of people in that back, in that locker room who was getting shit on. Your brother has a has a trans child, and you know people are going after them. They're like your brother is probably one of the most upstanding guys in wrestling right now. Yeah, did he have his faults? Yes. But he goes after people on Twitter when they say stupid shit. And I'm like, you go, Dustin. Like, this is why I like you. His dad, I'm going to say this and we'll move on because this is the only thing I could think of. Cody, your dad would be very disappointed in you right now. Oh, my God. And that's all I got to say. My God, my God. I just, I mean it. Okay. Not, I, I get Twitter fingers too, and I accidentally unlike stuff. But you know what? It don't take people like, you know, it don't take Tiff and Nicole be like, um, Alexis, you like something really bad. I'd be like, oh my bad. Like I always double check my Twitter. But like your dad would just be mad disappointed in you right now. Oh my God. And that's all I'm I got. I'm holding to say. on to the fact that it was a mistake. I'm gonna hold to that and say this was a mistake that he actually didn't read it. But I I stand by what I said earlier. Well, ladies and gents, that's all we got. We ain't got no more. Thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, we will see you guys in our next one.